Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Lauren Taylor of Trend Magazine. And Lauren is such a sweetheart. We've known her for about a year, have been following her and her magazine online, and have been thrilled to see her growth and all of the amazing accomplishments she's had in such a short time. Yeah. So today we're talking about some super sexy topics like becoming an Instagram influencer. And we get a ton of questions about this and a ton of people wanting to incorporate being an influencer in their brand. So today you're going to hear from Lauren and how she's been able to nail down big brands like Aerie, like Campbell's Soup, some big, big name brands, even with a small following. She's going to break down all the steps that she takes in initiating that conversation, how to build that foundation, how she plans out her content calendar, takes the images, all of those tips and tricks that she's been using to grow the influencer side of her brand, and even how and why she doesn't actually call herself a social media influencer and how we think that that can actually have a better impact for you. So get your notebook out because seriously, there are a lot of action steps in this episode. We're super excited for you to give it a listen. Guys, we're super excited to bring you our friend Lauren Taylor to the show today. We are covering a sexy, hot, fantastically fun topic. So welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us this morning. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. So today we're getting into the meat and potatoes of influencer marketing. We know we have a lot of people wanting to know what the heck this is and how they can integrate it into their brand. And you know some stuff about it. So we really just want to get started. First of all, Start us at the very top, pretend we don't know anything, and explain to us what the heck influencer marketing even is. Right. Okay. So yeah, because before I even dove into this, I didn't even know what it was. (laughs) So basically... What it is, is where you network with brands and what I network a lot of brands through Instagram. So it's really through any type of social media platform that you're networking and you're collaborating with them, whether it be sponsorships or whether it be giveaways, whether it be even what I do, which is just they send me amazing product to take pictures of. It's just really all about that networking of collaborations. Awesome. So what's even the benefit of someone saying, okay, let me get this free stuff. Obviously, you're going to get some free stuff, which is great to have, but you also have to spend a lot of time taking care of it. And I know we're going to walk through that process of what that actually looks like, but how does this help elevate a brand or what does it do? Definitely. So I think it really creates awareness for with your brand because with me, you know, when I started out, no one really knew of me or what I was trying to promote. 
So I think by networking and by collaborating with other brands, it really brings you also to their audience and vice versa. And so it really brings that awareness to your brand. The next thing that it brings too is just to have some names on your belt. Because to me, you know, being in this community, when I say, oh, I've worked with this person and that brand and all that stuff, that elevates me. And it's like, oh, wow. So they, you know, she worked with them. So maybe she's a really great person to work with. You know, people love those references and they love to know that, okay, great. So you are serious about this and you have some really great names behind you. So that also elevates in a different way too, when you are trying to build up your brand as well. So I think those two huge points, as well as obviously it's amazing getting the free stuff. But at the same time, I think when you do take the time to do this, it can just really bring again that awareness out and just really overall help your brand and help your get your name out there. What about for the brands you're specifically working with? How does it help them? I mean, besides like having your reach, which Mm -hmm. is different than theirs, is there anything in particular you've seen that you've been able to do for them? Yeah, I think one, bringing in some diversity, bringing in because with me, you know, I don't have millions upon millions of followers, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many people of, let's say, for instance, with Aerie, um, because I work with them several times. There's so many people who buy from them who don't have millions and millions of followers and they want to say, hey, look, Aerie's whole campaign is about being real and honest to who you are. So when they can show girls who don't have those millions of followers and show them that they're everyday girls, that causes that relatability. And it really helps the people who are buying to relate, you know, to them and like, oh my God, like that's a girl like me and I want to be a part of this brand and everything like that. So I think that's where the brands get that type of help is look, we're dealing with everyday people here and we're all a community and you know, there's not that separation anymore. Right. I love that. So how do you go about actually initiating these conversations? I know that for you, a couple of them actually reached out to you, which I think Mm -hmm. is the dream come true. But are there any that you've done that kind of bootstrap yourself of wanting to get these specific brands, big or small? Definitely. So actually, I have two quick stories. The first one was with my very first one was with Campbell's Soup, which is so random. (laughs) And I had taken a picture uh, I think it was with my grandma. We were saying, oh my gosh, we like love Campbell's soup so much because she's like a, she loves Campbell's soup. She also loves like the most other random things on the planet. She has no idea what Facebook is, but she'll watch Jerry Springer. It's crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I tagged them in it. And then they reached out to me through Instagram. They're like, hey, like, thanks so much for tagging us in this. So we're doing this campaign right now. Can we send you a, like a thank you campaign box or, you know, however you. So I was like, oh, sure. And um, I got the box. They sent me like pens and mugs and just all this like and t-shirts just with all their, you know, their name on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I started tagging, like every time I would take a picture, if I would just started tagging brands or whatever was in the picture. And so the next time I did that was with American Eagle and they are constantly like, you know, put up the hashtag AEO style or tag us or, you know, whatever. And so I started and I love that store. And I think that's really too important. Don't just tag random brands. It's stuff (laughs) that you really do love. So Mm -hmm. it, it comes off genuine as when you're promoting. So I did that. And then I started getting promoted onto their Instagram. They started taking my pictures and putting it, you know, on their Instagram and whatnot. And that's really what kind of the snowball of it. it started coming about is when you know brands were like oh we see her on this how are you interested in also promoting this I just think that you know it came off in such a genuine way with Campbell's Soup I mean all I did was tag them and mm-hmm. I think you know people don't realize that so many brands they want besides of course they have the models they have their campaigns going but they want real people to be promoting their stuff so that they can say hey she loves this you'll mm-hmm. love it too 
So that's really how it all like started. How is the actual conversation go down? Like, what do you say very specific things back to them? Do you immediately ask for product? Mm -hmm. How does a typical conversation happen, whether that you reach out to them or vice versa? Sure. So I'll do okay, I'll do the first thing of them reaching out to me. So when they reach out to me, typically, it's one of two things. It's either their conversation of, hey, like, we really love what you're doing. And we would really love to send you some product. And if you could take a picture of it, tag it. For instance, with Aerie, when she reached out to me, it was they had a very specific campaign. It was one of their no makeup selfie campaign. Mm -hmm. And so they sent me a t shirt, they wanted me to take a selfie in it. I took it a step further, I even did a video and all this other stuff. Overachiever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Plus, I love the brand so much. So they had it all planned out. And I had to sign my contract. So typically, They'll say it's a campaign. They'll say why, you know, what the campaign's all about, what they'll need from me. And then I'll sign a contract basically saying, okay, yes, I'll do this by this date. And then in return, either getting free product or if there's money involved, that's usually more so of like a sponsorship. So mm-hmm. where it's actual product placement, whether it's in a video because I have a YouTube channel or whether it's on my Instagram and they're actually going to be paying me for this. So that's really typically how those two conversations go is they'll reach out to me, they'll tell me, you know, what they're looking for, what they need, and then kind of going in from there. Now, when it's vice versa, when I'm talking to other brands, and I'm, if I'm emailing them, I have this thing of, you know, don't be afraid of the big man. So I, I don't care if it's I've emailed Target before I've emailed, <laughs> you know, other big brands and also smaller brands too. And I typically find them through Instagram. And what I'll say is, hey, like, I really, really love your brand. You know, I've been connecting with you guys for a while. If you guys have any opportunities available, any campaigns available, I would love to be interested. Here's all my social media. And I try to do it in a very generic, you know, genuine way where I really do love, you know, their brand. And I maybe I even mention something about their brand and what they're doing right now or certain products that I'm loving right now. And then sometimes they'll email me back and sometimes they won't. But when they do email me back, like, hey, that's awesome. We'll definitely either I'll get the we'll look into this and we'll get back to you. And then I have that whole three to five day turnaround where if they say that to me, then in three days or five days, if I don't hear from them, I'll send another follow up email to them. And sometimes that gets me a yes. Or they're like, okay, well, maybe you're not right for this campaign right now, but we'll keep you in the future. And then I'll, you know, I'll put them to the side. If they do say yes to me, then we get that whole set up. So I always say, you know, when you are reaching out, when you're the one reaching out to brands, hit them up through email is best, but I feel like that comes off a little bit professional, but at the same time, you know, be genuine about it and really just mention, hey, I really love this. And if you have any opportunities or campaigns going on right now or in the future, I'd love to be a part of it. And that's very clear cut Mm -hmm. and kind of keeps it general. Do you mention who you've worked with in the past to kind of name drop some people? Oh, yeah, I do Mm -hmm. now for sure. I think once you get some names under your belt, it's really great to mention that because then they're like, okay, great. So you've worked with them before. So we can expect you to be professional and, you know, make it happen. Awesome. Do you find that... So we've talked about you having not millions of followers. And we love that. We love highlighting the people who are doing the big, scary things without that number. We hear a lot of people letting that follower count hold them back from so many things, selling, growing, offering services, and especially reaching out as an influencer. So I would love to hear your kind of definition of why or when you started calling yourself an influencer, even with a smaller following, and how you've seen that number both help you get yeses or how you've kind of had to shift what you're doing to work out with different brands because of that. Sure. So 
I think, because see, yeah, the social influencer word, I feel like can be a little bit of intimidating sometimes as far yeah. as, you know, because people expect, oh, since you're a social influencer, you're this, you know, again, you have that big following. You're Kim Kardashian. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I actually don't even say that I'm a social influencer. Other people identify me as that, but I don't say that. I I tend to say, hey, I, I've done this thus mm-hmm. far. And I would like to work with you on this. And they can interpret that any type of way. Because I feel like when you put yourself sometimes into a box as a blogger, a YouTuber, social influencer, it works for some brands because they can immediately identify you and understand what you do. But at the same time, sometimes they're like, okay, but you don't have the numbers or you don't have Mm -hmm. this or you don't have that. And then they turn away from it. So if you're just saying, hey, like I have a blog, I have a YouTube channel, I've done social influencer stuff and I would love to work with you as well. I feel like that is a little bit more open. You know, they're like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. So it doesn't put you in a box, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're saying all that you've done. And another thing too, you know, when you, as a social influencer, you have to realize too, to kind of, when you're looking at all your numbers, you have to identify your audience because even though you may not have the number, you can at least know like, okay, well, but I do have this genuine audience who would be interested in your product because it's, I feel like with brands, they are way more about the quality rather than the quantity. You know, someone can have a million followers, but if they're all, you know, into, let's say, I don't know, Mickey Mouse versus Donald Duck and then you're selling, <laughs> trying to sell Donald Duck merchandise you know, then that's mm-hmm. not going to work. So I feel like, you know, with my audience, I know the type of brands they're into because I post about those brands and they really like that stuff. So mm-hmm. that comes across again, genuine, and it's all about the quality and that. And I think that's really can give you the edge in talking to brands about that. So do you even mention your numbers? Like I know you mentioned that you link back to your social media, but do you ever even say like, this is how many followers I have? No, I don't. I love that. Yeah. That's I, awesome. That's brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Power to the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really do appreciate that. And I, cause actually that's a really great positive reaction. So thank you. Cause so many people are like, you, you know, like, oh my gosh. I'm like, but I don't want to be identified as a mom. That's no, not the you point. Know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Your quality, mm-hmm. regardless, like the numbers, exactly. it shouldn't matter. Exactly. So. Well, and I think the more social influencers or not, I'll keep using that term just because that's yeah. what we're talking about of today. Course. But the more that people do not like don't identify with those numbers and don't keep calling them out, I think it does start to shift that perception of we all know once you're getting into Instagram that the number doesn't really matter. We mm-hmm. all know that the amount of sales you have, the amount of signups you have does not directly correlate with the amount of followers that you have. And so the the second and as often as we keep not calling those numbers out when we want to work with big brands, I think continues to reiterate that value. So love that. Sincerely. Oh, and even the other day we had someone in our group who was like literally talking herself down mm-hmm. because she didn't think she had good enough follower numbers. But then she was like, yeah, but I made a hundred thousand in revenue in eight months. And I yeah. was like, girlfriend, like you're yes. amazing. Yeah. Like, why are you, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Like I would be like, well, you reached the ultimate goal. So just right. screw the numbers. Yeah, like right. just let it go. Right. So, but we tell ourselves, we like, we beat ourselves down over that. And she yeah. literally said, I failed at social media this year. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, no, you did not. Oh my gosh. Like, that's so tremendous. Insane. And see, I think, oh my gosh, that's so crazy to me. Cause I, and this is something I realized too, when you, 
for instance, with my magazine, you got someone who's a huge fan of yours, they will buy 10 copies versus having 10 people mm-hmm. who maybe only buy one. 100%. I mean, you know, and I think we get so caught up in the numbers, but that is so insane to me. But yeah, I it's funny. Long, long time ago, back when I was, because on my Twitter, I was working so hard to try to get the numbers and get the numbers. And I'm thinking, there's actually people behind these numbers. And I don't even know who the heck I'm trying to follow to do like the whole follow, follow back game. Yeah. I tried that. I, you know, and I just, you just get so freaking caught up. And I'm just like, that's just so not important. And you are able, and that's another thing too, with my personal brand messages, I wanted to say, look, I'm able to do all this stuff without mm-hmm. the numbers. Cause yeah. I just feel like there's so much emphasis on that. And I just wanted to prove, no, like I can do yes. this without Well, it. you're proving it and I love it and I support it and oh, thank keep you. going. So <laughs> I would love, especially as, I mean, our Instagram feed is beautiful. I take a lot of pride in making really pretty images for our feed and choosing to share images that align with our brand. Your Instagram feed is stunning. It's top notch. It's beautiful. So I have a multitude of questions regarding this, but A, do you think that, I know the answer, but for our Mm -hmm. audience, do you think that what your feed looks like, it's specifically yours, attracts a certain brand, has gotten people to say yes easier, and has been helpful in making these relationships happen? Oh, yes, for sure. Now, you know, people are, because I actually, I did a video on this about Instagram aesthetics, because I'm all about the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, like I've, I've watched so many things and tried to learn so many things about a sex. When it comes to your Instagram feed, the best thing to do is really to have this, I kind of have the, the three rule. One, post about your life, who you are, so people can connect with you. Two, post about, you know, the business side of things, the brand and, and kind of what you're promoting and whatnot and, and kind of what you want to put out there. And then three, post what inspires you. So I think when you have those three really interconnecting with each other and, and it forms this gorgeous, you know, curated feed. I love you all speed so much. It's so, you know, it's so inspiring. Yeah. And you're able to really cast your net to a larger audience. And it absolutely, when it comes to brands and they look at that stuff, it doesn't matter if you, you know, again, with the numbers and everything, as long as it looks curated and as long as you look like you're taking care of it. and, And it's like, it's basically like, Think of it as your wardrobe. You know, when you go out and you're seeing different people and whoever you meet and whatnot, you're going to look nice, but you're going to dress in your own style. Your mm-hmm. Instagram feed is like your own style, your I own love wardrobe, that. you know? So yeah, that's yeah. how I think about it. I think some mistakes that people make when, and this is just a personal feeling, but like when they're representing another brand, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people try to mimic the way the brand styles their product instead of really sticking to their guns Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what? Like I know on your feed, you always like, for instance, jewelry, we just got some stuff in the mail from noonday and like I looked at their feed yesterday or the day before and it was like 98% people were wearing the product mm-hmm. and that I mean I love the product and I'm obviously gonna wear it but it makes way more sense for it to be laying on my desk next mm-hmm. to my phone mm-hmm. or to be next to a plant or oh, like yeah. and that seems goofy but like the colors are gonna be different the layout's gonna be different mm-hmm. but I'm okay owning that because mm-hmm. I know they're gonna appreciate that it blends with our That's style cool. and like genuinely represent presents them on our feed mm-hmm. instead of trying to mimic what they're putting out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I fully agree with that. Yeah. I think it goes back to them wanting real people representing their stuff and right. for them, any brand to be able to say, we fit well with this type of person and this type of person. And here's how it looks differently across how people actually use it. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Are you taking all of your own images at this point? Are you working with photographers or how are you able to pull off your ridiculously gorgeous (laughs) That is so sweet. With my amazing boyfriend, my amazing best friend, and two of these beautiful girls, Laura and Tiffany, who I went to high school with, I find like hidden photographers, I say that they're hidden photographers (laughs) because they're so good, but they're really just my friends. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know so many professional photographers But at the same time, you know, I, with me, I just need that one good shot. And I know with professional photographers, so many of them need to be paid because that's what they do. And I totally understand that. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if I'm going to invest in, let's say a brand sends me a ton of product, and then that means they're not investing, they're, they're investing money in, but you don't want to 
dish out tons of money back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you're not getting tons of money. So with that sort of thing, I just reach out to my friends to take a good picture of me because to be honest, with brands, they just want that genuine picture. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's tons of candid pictures. It's not some, you know, professional setup, big studio type of ordeal, you know, and yeah. I, with me personally, in my feed, like I'm a huge greenery person. So I love taking pictures outside. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing for me. I feel like everything that, you know, makes it look good. But yeah, it's just really just my friends that I get to help me out. And I'm such a, before I was such hard headed about asking for help. And now <laughs> I'm like, okay, you want to help me? Like, you know, who's, who's ready to do this? And then, yeah, We've even, my poor boyfriend, he, he's gotten up at four o'clock in the morning sometimes before because I, you know, if I have a certain image in my head of getting this sunrise picture, then we'll just go out. What and a great it. dude. I know. What a great dude. <laughs> he does. That sounds like some marriage material right there. I haven't even met he's this yet. So boyfriend. <laughs> yes. The Instagram, like, boyfriends and husbands yeah. for taking the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you go out, do you spend, like, an entire day, will you batch shoot your sponsored material and your... Oh, yeah influencer material and just get it done oh yeah for sure because sometimes I even mix it in so let's say like we just I just got a box from the giving keys airy and then wear your label and but it's a lot of it's a lot of similar styles actually that they sent so I'll just put it all into one shoot get it done in a day because I feel like when you are already all dressed up makeup on hair done you know just like get it all done because and it's so funny too something that I heard sometimes with taking Instagram pictures people feel like oh, I have to take it, you know, right in the moment. Otherwise, it didn't happen. I'm like, no, like you can you can take it way before wait weeks and then post it along, you know, because it's the whole story that you're telling and everything like that. So but yeah, I definitely have a designated day. Well, I have two questions because yeah. this just like popped up. So A, are you still editing all your images yourself? Even if I am. You're not taking You are taking Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're controlling the look. Now, how are you communicating timeline? Because mm-hmm. I think at this point, sometimes people don't even ask us. They literally just, it just shows up in our stuff, mailbox. Oh, wow. Which is awesome. Yeah. But it's also like, I didn't necessarily agree to share this, yeah. but I mean, I might throw it on there at some point. Mm-hmm. So how are you communicating time? lines with people because if you're like booked up like it could be weeks mm-hmm. you may have got it in the mail you may have already taken the photo but like how do you communicate okay no it's not really going to go out until this day for sure I am big 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 fan of deadlines because mm-hmm. I have to put it in my calendar otherwise it just won't happen preach so, <laughs> so we're dealing with brands now if it's like a specific brand where they talked to me already we agreed on doing this i'll be like okay so when do you need this by mm-hmm. and then i'll figure out what's the date that also works for me and then that is a set deadline date that they'll get you know the photos now sometimes it's one of those things where yes you know you get items and there's really no conversation they just send it to you i always send a thank you email i don't say when i'm going to post it i don't even agree to posting it. i'll just mm-hmm. say thank you so much for sending this I really appreciate it. And then if you do post it, then you'll be like, hey, like I was able to post this up, then they'll enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. unless you have that hardcore conversation of, yes, I'm going to post this. That's when that has a deadline. If it's anything else than that, it's just a thank you. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's so great. Yeah. Like, I think I need to do that. Yeah. The, we, got, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got this. I mean, the product's fine. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily not align with what we do, right. but it was just, it's just so random. Right. And so I'm just like, I don't know when yeah, it'll end yeah. up on the feed always someday. Always thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that always works. I love it. So talk to us a little bit about, I know we've talked before, so 
We know you have the Lauren Taylor brand, and then mm-hmm. you have All Things Trend with Trend Magazine. And you've mentioned in another conversation that we've had that you are starting to become more of the face of your magazine now, and you're right. starting to make it a more personal brand. Does that have anything to do with also the effects of influencer marketing or being able to bring in those pieces that you've cultivated really well with the Lauren Taylor brand into Trend? Yes, because you know when I was doing the... I've had the magazine now for two years. And when I was doing the research of, okay, how can we basically market this out? How can we grow that? And what I was finding on the internet was that there's not too much things that you could do with just a publication. I mean, you can do the events, you can do basically the advertising, and you kind of can just build on that and that's it. And I was like, you know, I have such this huge thing in my head of what I, everything I want everything to be. And I'm like, you know, to do that, I was finding with brands, it was either, okay, either you pay for advertisement with trend and they never really wanted to do that offhand. Or I can work with an actual person and Mm -hmm. give you way more opportunities and, you know, and whatnot. So I was like, okay, let me figure out a way to basically blend the two so we can get the best of both worlds. Because it was, I was finding that I was becoming more so a part of trend than trend becoming a part of me. Mm. And I always, you know, I feel like a person is better than a product. Always. It doesn't matter what it is. So that's really what made me change. I'm like, okay, now I've never really seen this done before, but I'm going to go for it anyways, because I realized that these brands are reaching out to an actual person. They want a person. Mm -hmm. And even with the publication, you know, we want to be all about community, but people are feeling like, you know, we've gotten so many emails of people thinking that we're some big, huge company in New York or whatever. Yeah. Cause you make it look so legit, which is when I I saw it for the first time, I was like, this has got to be massive. (laughs) Like, like, even though the follower numbers were lower, like I was just convinced it was just new to Instagram, but it was like humongous somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, that's amazing. No, I'm always so shocked by that. Cause I'm like, Nope. (laughs) It's just us guys. You just made it so legit that nobody could tell that it was, just a little oh, publication. Well that's, <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, I love that. And, but I did want us to create, you know, genuine relationships. And I was mm-hmm. even finding in my emails too, I'm like, you know what? Like, besides me just being like, hey, let, let's do this collaboration. Great. We're done. See you later. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to have, we started to have relationships and be like, hey, what are you doing for the holidays? Like what, you know, what's up? And so I just, and I'm finding just now doing that, what, maybe like two weeks ago, there's already a huge shift in that's that, awesome. you know? Yeah, and people just feel like way more comfortable. They they feel like, oh, we're, we want to work with you even more. Mm-hmm. And it's just creating a whole new change. Well, and I think the key to take away from this for people who don't have a magazine or who don't have a publication or who even don't want to do influencer marketing, I think what you can take away is the fact that people connect with a human being inside your brand bigger than anything else. So we talk to our audience all the time about having a beautiful headshot of themselves as their profile picture across all social media channels, about Mm -hmm. talking about themselves and introducing themselves into their feed. And that's something that I know we all struggle with all the time. And Abigail and I are lucky to have a lot of amazing amazing pictures thanks to some very talented photographers in Kansas City of us that we can integrate into our feed. Yeah, thank (laughs) the Lord. Doing that tripod selfie is just not a thing that works for us. But it's still a blend and a balance that we're figuring out of how to talk about our personal lives on our feed and how to make that connection. We know how valuable it is, but it's so easy to just fall into the routine of product and selling and value add in the sense of I'm still going to sell you this thing and forgetting that, okay, here's what's going on in my real life right now. And and let's relate a second. 
Yeah. Well, I think part of my problem is that if I were to talk about my real life, it would be a picture of my dog like every five seconds. <laughs> like our lives and are so that's boring. Awesome, though. And so, well, then my dogs don't stand still, and they get so like they're just not very. So they end up on our Insta stories. Yeah, yeah, they're on our Insta stories plenty. Oh, that's probably amazing. too much. Oh but gosh. that's like I was throwing popcorn at yeah. Hugh the other night. Oh Catching gosh. it. No, I actually. It's funny. I actually taught my dog when you say selfie, she'll sit still and she'll no. like pop her head sideways yeah that yeah. is amazing <laughs> maybe I can I teach my kid one that day. yeah yeah she's she's like, me I, and I'll just be like I know because she, <laughs> she thinks she's getting a treat and I'm like now I'm gonna take a quick picture of you but no I and I think see I feel like if there was more of real life on Instagram and whatnot people would just get way more comfortable and they would realize like yeah. wow like we're just all you know in the same boat and something also too that I think changed my mindset I went to California I had a meeting with this really big media company so freaking nervous and her name was Colette and we were just talking about my YouTube channel talking about all the things with the magazine and everything because we were going to do a collaboration and you know I was like you know what you know we're still what is your advice because I'm, I'm always interested in really what can we do what can can we do to just really skyrocket this? And she's like, Lauren, you know, I'm part of, it was a company, big frame. I'm part of this big network. And guess what? They're still trying to figure it out. They're still mm-hmm. trying to figure out everything. I'm like, really? Because I'm like thinking like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, this is huge network is still trying to figure it out. And I'm like, that completely changed my mindset. I'm like, wow. Okay. So even the big guys are still trying to figure it out. So like, I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to rush and you know, get everything done and be this number one star. No, like I'm still figuring it out too. So that, I think that's beautiful. Like even if it's a blurry picture of your dog, I'm pretty sure somebody would appreciate that because they're in the <laughs> same boat, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'm curious now that you've kind of come to realization, like you want to be the human <laughs> behind, you know, yeah. all of your stuff. Do you have plans to re- like mesh the social media handles together? Like, are you going to get rid of one of them? I think a lot of our audience, they have a tendency every time they do something new to want to recreate everything, like a new website, a new social handle, new everything. And as someone who's had to, and now you're thinking about merging, are you going to get rid of some of that? As far as right now, no, because I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's really going to be changing is with Trend, it's always going to be a publication that's always going to be it. But what we're going to do is really just start to try to come off way more genuine and interactive and then cause that interaction with Trend's audience. Mm-hmm. And also to just have, we also have some plans to do some campaigns to get more of our audience involved. And for me to do more things on Trend so that my face is there and so that people can start to connect. But Trid is already, I mean, curated the way that I want it curated. The only thing I'm adding is me, you know, mm-hmm. and so, but it would still be its own thing. And then with mine, I'm going to just continue to grow mine and spend a little bit more time on that because I, for the last two years, it's all it's been all about trends. So now I'm kind of transitioning to really trying to grow Lauren Taylor and brand that and then just adding my face to trend because yeah. I, and I feel like too, like you said, so many people do that, but I think it's one of the things where just because you need to shift one thing, you don't need to mm-hmm. shift the entire, you know, process because a lot of stuff does already work. You know, you don't need to fix something that's not broken. Yep. 100%. So true. And you're making me really want to work on my personal thing. It is, <laughs> it is so sad. So, so I, I feel bad for the 250 people that... <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know what? It's so true because when you like when you have a business and you you pour, it's like I post more on there than mm-hmm. I do yeah, on my own, obviously. and I'm like, what the heck? Like you yeah. know. But it's so you got to find that balance. But because I feel like when people do look at your business, the first one of the first things that they're gonna do is, okay, well, who created this? Who's behind yeah. this? And they're gonna go to you. You know, and see, well, like she hasn't updated her life in twenty weeks. She hasn't updated know? her updated life. Updated my life. You literally have true haven't. statement. <laughs> true statement. Maybe well, that's my mission for two thousand seventeen. Yeah, update my life. Update your life. Yeah. We started our personal accounts because there are two of us. I transitioned my old business account to my personal one, mm-hmm. and you know we were posting at least three times a day over on Think Creative Collective. But I switched over to my personal account the other day and randomly there were like 1800 people on there and I was like whoa where did you come from I haven't posted in like six weeks so it's because we tag at Emily says in Think Creative Collective's post yeah and you you had a leg up on me because I, I had to start all over. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then I didn't ever post. Yeah. And then you have like cool stuff to talk about. Like, well, and I'm a also kid. a photographer, so I do take <laughs> That's true. pictures by nature. But it makes a lot of sense for us to have that separate. But yeah. I do think that there's still, and I love that you're recognizing this as well, is keeping the Lauren Taylor personal brand. Definitely not personal in the sense that ours is. It's very much a brand. <laughs> Ours is just a feed. And then, but integrating literally your face and your personal story over on the business. And so mm-hmm. I think if people start to look at that as the balance that, that they could be aiming for, it would make things a lot easier. There, There is no pressure to share that, you know, that grainy Netflix and popcorn picture you took on your business account if it doesn't make sense. Like still take pretty right. pictures, please. Right. But you can talk about that in a pretty picture. And right. now that it's so easy to flip back and forth from personal to business, thank Finally, you Instagram thank you. for that. <laughs> it's been around for a hot minute and I'm still happy every single day when I have to make that switch. There's really no excuse now to not do it. Oh. Mhm. I fully agree with that. That you actually said something really amazing is that because when people as far as what to share on your business when you are making that you know that transition and trying to be a little bit more personal and whatnot what you want to do too is to post pictures that make sense because you know like you said with that Netflix and chill picture or whatever I mean it may it may make sense on your personal totally but not on your you know the business side or whatever you may have a better one that will make sense and I always try to make the picture fit what I'm talking about. Yes. That's, you know, the mindset that I try to keep. I always tell people, unless it's a grainy picture of Beyonce, no one wants to see a grainy picture on your business feed. But the second I take a picture of Beyonce, and even if it's not pretty, it's going on our feed. Right. There you go. There you go. Does it count if I take a picture of drag Beyonce? I, I mean, you know... We were closer to that this year than the real Beyonce. She was Marilyn Monroe. It was. It wasn't the same. It wasn't. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm curious. Now you've been doing this for a while. You're like two years into this. I feel like you got your shit together. You know what you're doing. Can you look back and say, you know what? I made a mistake doing this thing. Can you own any of those for us? Or do you feel like you just did awesome the whole time? I just did amazing. No, no, I, oh my gosh, like how, what mistakes did I not make? That's kind of what I would say. You know, I, I think with me, if I did have to go back at anything is that I did not take the slow route. I fast paced this thing, especially with my publication. I mean that within a day, that idea, I put it all together. Within within a week, I had a team and then within a month we launched it. And that was insane. But you know, 
I feel like, and this is so cliche to say, but I feel like with the mistakes that you make, you learn so much from them. And it's like, if I hadn't made those mistakes, then I wouldn't have known how to do A, B, C, and D, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but I think if anything, um, with the mistakes, if somebody else can learn from my own mistakes, one, take your time. Because I feel like with me, I'm such an, this is just my personality. I do so many things. I say yes to so many things and just do them so quickly and everything like that. I would say, one, take your time. Two, you don't have to say yes to everything. Don't feel like, because with me, I always felt like if I didn't say yes, that opportunity would be gone, just like that. And I wanted to grab every opportunity I can. Because once you get in this, it's like you get a taste of whether it be me working with Ari or working with whatever, creating a publication. And then you just latch on and you don't want to miss any type of opportunity. Because then you feel like, oh my gosh, it's going be taken completely away from me you know you kind of gain that fear and so I would just say you know to kind of let that fear go and especially being in the creative community you have to work hard every day at being fearless whether it's talking to the big companies creating whatever you're going to create and you know because so many of the people who are not in this who you know are my friends or family and when I was doing all this stuff they were like what the heck are you Mm -hmm. doing like oh so we still no one knows what we do no of course not I mean it's not you know it's not like you're a doctor a lawyer or whatever and but at the same time, though, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's just that there's so much that goes into this. And so I would just say, take your time, take some vacations. This is the first vacation I've ever really had in two years. I'm turning off my emails. Good I'm, for you. Know, you. <laughs> thank you. Like, I'm just, you need that because you all You're on vacation time. doing a podcast. Let's just point that out. Once I'm done with this, it's like a She's like calling me out already. You know what's really funny too? Somebody on my team, when I tried to take a previous vacation and I was emailing, she was like, stop emailing stop. her. Like, <laughs> well, that's a good team hard. member to have to call yeah. you out on your bad behavior. <laughs> exactly. So I think with, with everything, you know, you just, you learn and it's like, you're yeah. never going to get it completely right, but you just, you strive to and you, and you just strive to know that your mistakes are just lessons and you keep it moving. You keep going. Well, and I like to tell people, I feel like it's completely natural and real for the first six months, even the first year to say yes to everything and give yourself a break. If you did do that, I think we all do that. And I think at some point it's very necessary, but it's, it is true. You're in year two. We're going into year two. We are now in that like, okay, we need to like make more strategic decisions and really ask ourselves the hard questions. But at the beginning, like give yourself freedom to make bad yeses and say yeses to things that don't feel right in the end. Cause you won't know if you don't do it. Exactly. Exactly. So much knowledge. I'm just like, <laughs> people are just going to love this episode. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I just, I'm so excited for you all doing this podcast. You know what? This is actually one of the first times I've ever like listened to podcasts because I never really got into it. And then I started listening to Jenna Kutcher's podcast and yeah. the late magazines and now you all. And I'm just, I'm so pumped. Like I, I feel like it's so amazing because you could listen to this while you're doing really anything and yep. just get yep. so much on. So I, I I'm so it. honored. <laughs> well, thank you. I would love to move into our talk strategy to me yes. segment. If you could break down three to five action steps on someone wanting to integrate influencer marketing into their brand, where mm. do they start? What do they need to lay the foundation and how can they start just doing the thing? Yeah, for sure. So the very first thing for one is figure out who your audience is. Okay, figure out who's following you. Because I think that was something that I should have identified right away. And I now just identifying it. So, (laughs) you know, I think once you understand that, and you understand, okay, this is what I love, this is what they love. And then you can kind of, you know, break that down into a list. And then the next step is to figure out what 
are the brands that you want to work with, whether they're the huge, big dream brands, whether it's Target to even Marshall's. I mean, I was one time Mm -hmm. I was on Marshall's Pinterest board. So that's even, you know, a thing. So whatever brands that you love, name brands that your audience loves, whether big or small and figure out, make a, make a like a 10, you know, list of that. And then the next thing I would do is then go to their Instagram feeds and figure out what are their hashtags, okay? Mm. Because even though you can just start tagging them, it's also great to use their hashtags within your post, whether you're doing it where you can use it in the caption or you can use it in the comments, but start putting their hashtags in and start also tagging them in photos. And I would say probably after make like 10 to 20 curated posts of brands that you love, your audience loves, you're putting them into a feed. And after you've done that, and after you've tagged them and hashtagged them, then send them an email. Because Mm. the first thing that they're going to do, you know, if they do reach out to you, they're going to look at your Instagram and see, oh, like, you know, is this person actually loving our brand? Have they used it before? (laughs) You know, that whole bit. They'll do their research. So I think if you have about 10 to 20 curated pictures already within your post, then you're golden and you can go ahead and then email them. Do you think 10 to 20 per brand? I think... Even if it's a, if you mix up some brands within the post, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think that would be more simplistic. So you're not doing tons of posts with that. But I think if you're throwing in, let's say with me, I had one post where I had Aerie, the giving keys in it, mm. a couple other, you know, random brands all in one post. Cause you got to think, I mean, whether it's clothes, whether it's, you know, actual full out items, coffee mm-hmm. mugs, whatever, then it's all in one post that you're, you know, gotcha. in. and then the next thing too, is kind of what we spoke about earlier don't be afraid of the big man. Don't be afraid to, you know, reach out. And when you do reach out, try to make it as genuine and specific as possible because people are smart. They're going to know if this is something that they use into like 10 to 20 other, you know, people, brands and whatnot. So really start to mention, hey, like, I really love your campaign that you're doing right now. Aerie is always doing campaigns. So if you're trying to reach out to Aerie, I really love the campaign you all are doing right now. I would love somehow to get involved. Let me know if you have any thoughts. And really just create that genuine email to send Mm -hmm. them. And you send it to them. Great. And then once you do that, let's say to 10 or 20 brands, you wait a little while. I would wait, maybe if this is your first time, wait about a week. Since mm-hmm. this is your first time reaching out. If it's not your first time reaching out, maybe like five days. And then if you don't hear anything, send a follow-up email. And then once you don't hear anything from the follow-up email, don't become a stalker. Let it go for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then move on to, you know, another brand that you want to reach out to. Another thing too of a way of getting involved besides just cold emailing is again, there's so many, you know, there are giveaways out there. There's again, there's ways to with Airy, actually, if you use the hashtag Airy Real, sometimes you can be featured on their website and they do a lot of features on their website That's awesome. with that. Yeah. So you can look for certain things like that where people are running those types of campaigns. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're looking to really just get out there as far as collaborations. Reach out to your fellow creatives with mm-hmm. Facebook groups. I know you all have an amazing Facebook group. Facebook groups are amazing. You you can reach so many people through that. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, I'm just looking to collab. Do you guys have any ideas? Are you working any campaigns? Any products you want to feature? I'm all for it. And always keep that genuine. This is probably more than five. But always You're keep that, <laughs> that genuine <laughs> attitude because people, they will always choose the person that they loved working with just because of their personality yep. or because of their attitude versus the other one who has millions of followers. Yep. Hands down, they will always do that. So always have that positive, upbeat, you know, attitude. Even if something goes wrong, 
flip it into a positive way. It's always be nice about it because you never know, you know, yeah. when that person could pop up again. Something that my parents always taught me too was that, you know, always try to be nice to everybody because that person could be your boss one day. You know, yeah. that kind of just that mentality. Another thing too is do not let your numbers scare you. Don't, I mean, even if you have, I mean, what, 10 followers, whatever, if you haven't posted in a long time, mm-hmm. you can always just add to, don't go and delete everything and try to get rid of everything, you know, clean it up, but don't be afraid that you don't have the numbers. Just worry about things. doing better in the future. Exactly. You don't, don't worry about what you've already done. Exactly. <laughs> don't erase your past just to try mm-hmm. to have a future. So I love um, that. <laughs> and then when you get featured on Aries homepage or website, yeah. screenshot that, yes. post it on your website, yes. post Aries logo. You've now been featured on Aries website. Holy moly. Yeah. No, I posted that everywhere the first time that yes. ever happened. I had my grandma post it. Like, it- <laughs> There's a billboard of it. Yeah, my boyfriend was posting it. Yeah. And and B, you know, because that shows excitement and they love that. They love, you know, that's how now I have a contact area now. And that's why I can continue working with that because I'm excited about it. They want that excitement, you know, and they wouldn't feel like, wow, like she really loves what we're doing and and it's all about it. And so that's that's definitely a beautiful point. Love it. Well, Ari, we love you and I'm ready for you to send me some (laughs) bras and panties. Well, Please y'all don't it. want to see my booty on <laughs> so I, I will could, wear I my hairy underwear every day for now until Kingdom Come, but it's not going to be on Instagram ever. Hey, I'm always saying believe in your inner Beyonce so you can work it. You can do anything, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell our listeners where they can follow you and all the places and what you've got going on right now. Yeah, for sure. So you all can follow me on Instagram at Lauren Tay, L-A-U-R-N-T-A-Y, and that's also on Pinterest, I was just pinning tons of stuff last night, so you can go check that out. <laughs> and also on YouTube as well, under Lauren Tay. And I'm actually creating my own website. I'm so excited. I'm moving. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Show at Five platform. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so I'm moving to that platform. I'm awesome. so thrilled. You can also find the publication at allthingstrend.org. And we have our love issue out and also our live issue out that you guys can download and check that out. And we also just got into our first store. I'm so excited. It's Citizen Supply. I'm so thrilled. And that's in Atlanta, Georgia. So if you guys ever go to Citizen Supply, take a snapshot, send it to us. That'd be amazing. You can follow. You might um, be featured on their website. Heck yeah, <laughs> totally. No, we're all about that. So, and we're actually revamping Trend Magazine's website too. So to make it more interactive for you guys, and that's going to be amazing. You can follow Trend Magazine at All Things Trend on all the social medias. I feel awesome. like there's so many platforms. Like it's ridiculous. So <laughs> follow us everywhere. I feel you. We'll everywhere. provide all the yeah. direct links to all of that goodness inside our show notes so people know exactly where to go. Thank you so much, Lauren. Oh, thank you. No, I'm so thrilled. And you guys, I mean, if you're listening, like, this is amazing. You guys should just love on them so much. And I'm just so honored to be here again. We appreciate you. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. 
Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.